We need you, God. So we thank you for a greater level of feeling this morning. For as we see you, we behold you, God. To know that all things is working for our good. Father, touch your people this morning. You are worthy to be praised. And there is no one like you. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' mighty name. And if you love him, can you say amen? If you have your Bibles, uh, if you can go to Ephesians 3, Ephesians 3, 16. How many are excited about being in the house of God this morning? How many know that God is good? You can just give me a light in instrumental just for a second. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ephesians 3. Give me one with a piano if you don't mind. Ephesians 3. 16 through 20. And I'm going to title this, He is Able. He is Able. How many know God is able? He is Able. Thank you. And I love subtitles, so I, I will subtitle this, The Mystery of Strength. The Mystery of Strength. The Mystery of what? Strength. For us to adhere to be an heir as Christ called us to be, we have to know where our strength lies and where it comes from. We have to know how to tap into what strength is. How many of you know as a Christian, you'll, you'll always be victimized by your lack of knowledge of reaching the areas of strength that God is calling you to. So there's a way that God has called us to not be ignorant of how to tap into the strength levels and capacity levels that he's called us to be, which means you should never, you should never have to be without strength. How many know that? God has called us to always abound, always abounding. Always what? Abounding from faith to faith to glory. There is no stale Christianity. There's no stalemate. There's, it's always abounding. So you have to understand how to tap into these strength levels that God has called. Now I'm going to perspective this morning. I'm going to speak to you who are the mature and you who are growing to that level of a greater maturity. Because you who are mature, you might have learned how to come out of Egypt. But you got to learn how to sustain the promise. <laughs> and some of us still just trying to come out of slavery and that's okay. But I got to talk to both of you. Because sometimes when we come out of slavery, we don't know what to do in freedom. So I got to teach you how to sustain freedom, which means you got to learn how to sustain strength. <laughs> so that's a perspective. We all came out of Egypt. 
wait. How many know it's a fight to come out of there? The mental displacement, the psychological issues that come with it. Come on, that's a fight. Certain realms of freedom, I got to learn what's next. Because there's always next in God. How many of you know there's next in God? So sometimes what we think we reach is according to what people didn't reach. <laughs> so you judge the measure of what you're reaching based on the measure of what people do and don't do. You didn't judge it to this rule of God. And God is saying, uh, uh, you, 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 you're deep because, see, many of you heard me say, a, a, a first grader, a third grader is deep to a first grader. But they're all in elementary. They're all in what? But you hear the first grader say, man, that third grade, I want to be just like him. But they're still in elementary. So sometime if I accordance with others and understand the rule of God to measure, I could be undermining what God really called me to walk out. That's usually where our comfort zone is. Because if I tell you, hey, what are you doing? You say, what do you mean I'm doing? I look better than everybody else in here. Ah, check, oh, check my, my statement. Set my balance, too. Did you check my car outside? Uh-uh, I did. I do everything better. But that's in accordance to the people, not to the God. So when the measure is always just the people. <laughs> How many of y'all catching with me? Come on. I'm, when our measurement is only because I'm better than you. This is what makes one uncomfortable. In a 50,000 square feet home. Because that's not what made them. That was measure. <laughs> This, see, this is what makes one uncomfortable. See, you got to understand what, what is your uncomfortability and why. Y'all all right with this? See, because if you're only measuring to be better than me, who am I? <laughs> who are you? But servants of Christ. So our reach, and God is trying to help us to understand, I love your measure because I designed you to attain some things. But I need you to understand some things because there are places that I need you to go, and if you keep stopping because of what you're looking at, what you're making comfortable because of where you've never been. This is why many of you in the class, history class, Fake towards God. Why? I, why do I have to teach about the that you can navigate between motivation and faith? Because most believers don't know how to know to, to, they just motivation. It's not wrong with motivation, but faith will give you motivation. But you can have motivation ending in itself, and that's selfish. But most believers don't know the difference because your fight is. That's not faith. 
I'm tired of being broke. So you're fighting to not be broke. You're not fighting through faith. Y'all are all right. Y'all ready this morning? I never had this in my life. And I'm up in the dust. In the dust. That's Hey, I, I get it. God, how many of you know God don't want you there? But my prayer view has to be through the lens of faith. And if I don't know what faith is, I, I might have been fighting something else. And in my, my fight of that something else, that's why my rule, my measurement... See, I'm happy because I can look at you and say I got better than you. Isn't that proof? But to a spiritual person, that's not proof at all. That's why people always mess up with people like me. If you, 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 you see, I've had people bring me to their homes and bring me to stuff and show me their stuff because that's their purview. And there's nothing wrong with that thing. I think I'm political. I got it too. That don't make me befriend you more. That don't give you. You got Bentley in the back. <laughs> that don't give you a pass. Not in the king. Y'all all right with kingdom message? Y'all all right with understanding the divine law, divine? Come on, we 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 are believers. We live from a different place. We don't look from those places. We we try to play those games in churches. That don't mean you get to sit in the front row and get a mic because you, you got this. Oh, you're going you to, oh, no, 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 no. That, that's not how that works. If you don't learn the capacity of strength that God is trying to get you to understand, you're not helping me out in the body. For those who do the will of the Father is my friends. <laughs> Those are my brothers and sisters. Can you say man? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to move on here. Some of y'all sleeping on me. I'm gonna, we, we. Ephesians 3, 6 through 20. Are y'all ready this morning? Stand to your feet if you can. Let's just honor as we read real quick. That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through the his spirit in the inner man to be strengthened with might through his what and where the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints, what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. It surpasses what? Knowledge. Also, God has an economy that even surpasses your knowledge. <laughs> oh, that's good. That you may be filled with the fullness of God. Verse 20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask or think now to him I'm, I'm about to move on who is able somebody say he is able 
Come on, somebody say he's able. He's able. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask or think according to. This is interesting. The power that works in us. It's very interesting. I'm going to let you sit down just real quick. I, I want you to understand. He's saying he's able, but he's saying it's your power. You may be seated. Ah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Nanjo. Now to him who is able to do. Now unto him who is what? Able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can what? Or think. So that's interesting. It would sound like God is doing it. Yet he says, according to the power that works in a... I don't know if you're hearing what he's saying here. <laughs> to me, that sounds contradictory because if you're telling me you're able, you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can actually think, and then you switch it around and say, according to the power that work in me. I thought I can wait on you to do the exceeding. But you trade it off and say, it's according to the power that works. We're going to get there. One of the things that we have to understand in this present age, somebody say this present age. Is what the adversary is after and what God is after. How many of you know the Bible says for a correction must start in the house of God before it can start out in the world? It's interesting how we try to correct the world and we can't correct the house. Come on, come on. You can't correct a world if you see the house is a reflective of the world. Because the Bible says the, the earth is waiting for the sun to correct it. So the earth is waiting for the church to arise because you have God. You have eternal glory, eternal understanding, eternal words, that things to be, to be, calling those things which were as though they were. You've got to understand, you, 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 your mouth and do something. But for us to do that, we have to have a perspective, a pre an understanding of who our God is. Because if we keep making him something that he's not, God doesn't mind when we have a problem. Listen to this. I will even go to far, as far as to say, God is not even scared of your doubt. He doesn't like unbelief. God doesn't like doubt. See, you called him Doubting Thomas, but God didn't rebuke him. He just showed him. He said, he said, blessed are those who believe without me having to do that. But he proved himself. Doubt says, God, can you really do that? Unbelief says, you are, uh, no, that's not your strength. <laughs> So don't be afraid of doubt. God can use doubt to accelerate you in faith. Amen. 
The danger was unbelief. But we got to understand where did the unbelief come from? Because there are places where we have unbelief. People say, who has bewitched you after starting in the spirit? Now you may perfect it in the, by, by the flesh. And we have a generation today we've made things that to be are permissible to override principle. How many have been in the Wednesday night class and heard me teach on that? Yet yeah, we made things permissible to be principle. And if you, you substitute permissibility over principle, you're going to have a problem. Because you're making a statement when you don't consider God in all your... I know. You're making a statement when you don't consider God in your sickness. You don't consider God in your pain. You don't consider... God in your mental displacement. You don't consider God when you're feeling depressed. When you don't consider God, you're making a statement. And so the bewitchment is you use other means before you even try God. So today, they are, they are not, we were supposed to influence the world, but them, the world is influencing the church. So we listen to the news and they tell us what to do. So we try to change the doctrine to fit what God is saying. It's something wrong, guys. It's something wrong. It's something wrong. I, I don't know about you, but this church, my God doesn't change. We don't go by those things. God has his own government. So when Christians adopt new belief systems in accordance with permissibility and we change it to principle, it's nothing wrong with permissibility. Let me help you understand. How many of you know God made medicine? I believe in medicine. I believe in doctors. I believe they, are, they have their place. But above them, I believe my God. So there are things that sometimes not have the level of faith for that thing and I might use what is permissible. But when we don't consider if God can do it and permissibility become the first thing you do now we have something going on. Because I don't even try. How, did you even try to pray over your headache? Alright, glory to God. Did you try to speak over your body? How do you pray? Do you try to speak over your body? Do you try to speak over your finances? Do you try to speak over your children? Or do you go to what nature have told you to do? So God is trying to make a statement. that There's something that when my church starts to make what's permissible, the principal thing. We have a problem. Houston, we have a problem because I, I'm not a man. So the fact that we do that, let's go a little deeper. Y'all ready to go a little deeper? The fact that we do that already shows that we don't understand the strength levels of God. Because any believer who understands the strength levels of God does not allow permissible. This is why they understand the power of God. They understand the strength of God. They understand why things happen and why things doesn't happen. They understand how much energy, how much God, how much faith it takes to get things done. It's not that God is not able. It's according to our willingness. 
Let's do a test. How many of you believe God can do Hold on, no, see, you was quiet the whole time. But see, now cliche says just to say yes and amen. I'm, now, come on, hold on. See, because before I said that, you was shaking your head. I just said all of that in that one line, but nothing was happening until I gave you a scripture, cliche scripture. So it's good to say, oh, amen, pastor. But when I, when I ask you, hey, did you pray, try to pray? Now I see God do all things. Is that a yes? Is it? Now it's interesting because the Bible says that he put all things under his feet, yet we have not seen all things under our feet. Yet it's under his feet. But we have not seen all things under our feet. Something contradictory of what's going on about what we say and what we're manifesting. How many are tired of just talking in church? I'm so sorry. I'm not, I didn't come to salvation to keep talking. I would have been better in the world becoming a motivational speaker. But this is not a YMCA. This is the church of the kingdom of God. So I want you to understand, see, see, sometimes what we say, we're trying to work up to believe. But if you haven't started the working, how will you even get to what God said? The danger becomes is you get so tired of seeing what God said that you start believing what's permissible more than principle. So we've not seen God so long that we don't even have an expectation anymore. The greater expectation is in letting get us get excited about what pastor going to say. We do a little shout, but we know when we get home. What power y'all, what you talking about? <laughs> Who? Faith, what? <laughs> yeah, man, wasn't that powerful? You ready to work that faith, huh? Who are you talking about? God need to get you to understand something. He said, I need my church to make a statement. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm trying to work, they are the body of Christ. So when we don't know that who come after him, those who come to him must believe that he is and is a uh, and and, and and is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He is. What does is mean? Is mean whatever you need that is to be, it can be. Whatever it needs to be, it can. Whatever it needs to be. That's what it is. When I go to Pharaoh, what shall I say? Tell him that I am that I am. What is I am? Whatever am needs to be. That's it. So when his children have now adopted practices, this is why he said, when I come back, will I find faith on the earth? Because my children been believing, but even the devil believes and trembles. <laughs> yeah. So they got comfortable with believing, not knowing that you can adopt practices and still believe. 
But to have faith, you got to not consider certain things. I'm going to say that one more time because I think a couple of us got confused there. Even you do right to believe. Because believing doesn't mean that it has to be personal. Believing don't have to be personal. Believing can be heard of. I heard that and I believe what that said. But faith don't come by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So until there's a word that's proceeding within me, that's, I, I have faith. At a point, it not, it's not able to pass the, the threshold test. It don't pass the pain test because it just believes. But the devil believes. Wait, that don't make sense. So if the devil believes and believes and save you, do the devil have faith? Oh, all right. See, I'm going to, y'all ready to go? Some of y'all, your mind already. I ain't even start yet. Y'all ready? Does the devil have faith? Oh, we got ups and downs. We, we getting some, we getting some, we getting some. All right, what is faith? What is God faith? The Bible says faith works through love. So does the devil have faith? But he believes. <laughs> so God faith works through. So believing is not a qualifier. God is calling us into. I want you to understand that God has the statement and his church has made him to no effect because of the things that we do, the things that we say. But he's saying, I need them to learn to manifest. This is why this is a set. Somebody say, this is a set. All right, let's learn something. Can I teach you just for a little bit this morning? Come on, we, we shout a lot. We're going to shout again. Shouting is good. But I, we need to learn some things. In a church, sometimes our trajectory is the shout and not the teach. And we don't know that the church is a set. A set is to develop you. If I'm a traveling minister, that's different. That's a movement. A movement. When I go preach somewhere else, I tell the house, I lay hands and I erect them, but I come back to a set. When we have services, if everything we're trying to look at is as a movement, we think everything got to be erected and we're not hearing. We're just looking for a feeling. And we're not learning, but a set is for just to have a move. It's movement through the spirit of the teaching. Because you're here to learn. I've given you the fivefold. Pastors, teachers, evangelists, uh, pastors and teachers for the equipment of the saints, for the ministry, for the edifying of the body of, the, of Christ until we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. So he's trying to say, I'm, they got to understand, even we're going we're gonna to dance, we're going to learn God, but don't just look for that. I need you to look for the next word that's going to give you the power to go home and say, in the name of Jesus, I command these devils to break off of here. So you're learning. I come to learn. You go to school. You study. You get to learn. 
And you're not there looking for an excitement. You're looking there to get the knowledge to qualify for the test. Sets and movements. And if we're not careful, we fall in love with movements, not knowing those are easy. Because you're always going to fall in love with people you don't know. But those you're around, you get too close. And you start undermining what God has gave keys to, to open the doors. And so it's when something new comes. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't, don't get me wrong. But see, when you don't honor the set, you'll never grow. If you don't honor the you're going to run from meeting to meeting to meeting to YouTube channel to YouTube channel to YouTube channel to meeting. But you'll always have a moratorium because you're not committed and submitted to the body. All right, I, can't go a lot. I don't know why I went down that line for a long time. So, so know the reason of your development. Reason we, we are developing. Somebody say, I need to be taught. I to be taught. Uh, don't just something in what you say. After I shout and God moves, I want to hear a word that's going to bring me into the next dimension of what Christ called me to be. Can you say, man? All right, let's come out of that. We'll come in there another class. How many, you got that? The difference between what? Sets and movements. Honor your set. So you can build and let God move continually in the movements. But movements have time to erect because they're moving. Apostolic voices, they're moving. But they build the set to mature you. Can you say amen? amen. Somebody say the power that works in me. Now, I want you to understand that God is trying to get us to, to know that I need them to understand power. Because it's too long that we made the word of God. In fact, 2 Timothy, real quick. Go to 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. 2 Timothy, y'all right with scripture? Amen. We're here to learn. For the sake of time, I'm going to read. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will, will be lovers of themselves. Was of money, boasters, proud, blasphemous, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders without self-control, brutal. Now, this is interesting. Despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Now, this is interesting because to me, if I just start reading this, it sounds like the world. Tell somebody that sounds like the world. Oh, y'all not real. Come on, tell somebody that sounds like. Well, that don't, that's not, well, you reading that to us, that ain't for us, pastor. It's interesting, but he said, these have a form of godliness. That, I thought that was for the world, the people that try to, because when I was in the world, I wasn't trying to have a form. I had a different form. So I thought this was for worldly people. But he, then he said, he messed me up. He said, no, these are people who have a form of godliness. 
from such people, excuse me, hold on, verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying, this is the issue. Uh, this is what the issue, but denying the power. So forms deny power. But see, everything before that, I thought that was just worldly stuff. But he said, no, this is the believers. We have forms of godliness. But what proves you is the power. Oh, it makes that I did not come to you with interest of human wisdom in the testimonies of God. I did not come to you in human wisdom, but I came in weakness and in trembling. <laughs> That your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the, uh-oh, there it goes again. The power of God. There is something here. See, trying to say that we allow wisdom of man to outweigh what God was trying to get to make a statement about himself. For us to do that, to deny the power, we have to not know where it lies. So when we don't know what lies, we usually lend to the adversary what we don't understand. You are not destroyed because the devil is strong. You're destroyed because you don't know who your God is in a greater capacity. Sometimes we believe the lie that the devil is this big and this strong. That's not true. He said we are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Mature believers, maturity. Somebody say I'm going to maturity. I'm growing to maturity. Yes. Growing to maturity. Maturity says that I stop blaming the devil about everything. So if I have an issue, my issue is not the devil. My issue is what I don't know about my God. All that I know about my God, I now use that application to deal with the devil. That's a different perspective. I, I, Y'all taking that in? Maturity says that I don't highlight more of the devil. See, when Christians do that, they think that's maturity. You need 10 prayer warriors and all that stuff. And I'm asking you, all you're doing, you got, you got one disciple and you need prayer warriors? Come on. 10 prayer warriors, you got one disciple. No, that's somebody who loves to highlight, fight the wind, always dealing with the devil. Always in a spiritual battle. That's not maturity. Now, I, said, I didn't say you didn't have to deal with them, but that's not maturity. If I'm always dealing with the devil, I, somewhere along the way, I forgot that God has already taken care of him. So I don't need to highlight what he's doing. I need to highlight my God arise on the altar of what he said I should be seated in. High above all rules and all principalities, all powers. Why? Because I'm seated. So what I don't know about my seat, that lacking of knowledge gives room for demonic permissibility. Now, we all have a growing to go to. But I want to teach you 
how to always glean for the strength that you need to deal where you're going. Still didn't say that you have to be a victim. I'm going to say that one more time. Although you're learning, God, this is powerful. I want you to listen. Although you're learning, God didn't say you got to be a victim to the devil until you get there. So a lot of people keep thinking, well, until I get there, I guess I got to stay in pain. Until I get there, I guess I got to just stay in brokenness. That's not what your God said. That's not what he said. Just because you're not at that level doesn't mean that you have to stay in brokenness. You just have to learn how to exert the grace and faith in you at night. Right now, you have a grace. Tell somebody I have a grace and a faith. Because of faith, I have a grace. Yeah. Right now, God has given everybody a portion of faith and grace. Faith. If you got faith, you got a grace. Faith is the... Faith is the... Okay, that substance that's produced through your faith is what keeps you out of trouble. But if you haven't been in the exercising of the training of the spirit, what you have been doing could be more churchical. Hey, I can make up some words sometimes. That sounds good, churchical. Don't nobody Google that. It can be more solical, churchical. Obligationary, churchical. God got to deliver me because I prayed. That's churchical. <laughs> because I fast, I'm for the door open. That's churchical. Or obligationary, believing without faith. Faith knows what God said. Believing, say, I heard of what God said. <laughs> So there's a difference of hearing what, hearing of what God said and actually hearing what God said. I'm teaching you the difference between faith and believing. Many wonder what God, why God never met me. But see, if I ask you what did God say, you would say, I heard of. Pastor said. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you don't transcend what pastor said into the Holy Ghost spirit, so learn can have not bread alone, but by every word that proceeds in you, you build the faith to sustain what pastor said. Pastor is not here to help you keep believing. Pastor is here to mature the saints for the work of the ministry to the ending of the body to, into the knowledge of God, which means you got to grow in the spirit too. You're not here just to believe in what pastor said. I am not here for your tithe money. Oh, please trust me. I got a degree. I should have been on the way a long time ago. God has made a way for me because I'm seeking the kingdom. For me, I just want you to understand. So I want you to understand. God is trying to sit in perspective. See, if we're not seated in the right perspective about God, we make God to be a religious God, a, 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 a non we, we make him to be something that he's not. 
And through our language, it proves what we don't understand. I'm still on the first point, Jesus. Do you know God is? I'm trying to get down the road, but do you know your God? Those who come must believe that I am. So I'm bigger than what you make me to be. Faith is active. Belief is waiting. And it's nothing wrong with, you see, when you have faith, you also believe. But if you're at belief, to build you into faith. The danger is don't stay at believing and qualify it as faith. Once again, I've got to make this statement continually because I need you to understand God doesn't have a problem that you got a problem. I want everybody to hear me. Don't ever make somebody make you think that God have a problem because you got a problem. That is not God's problem. God's not mad at you because you got a problem. God's not mad at you because of an issue. God's not mad at you because you got your sight. God's not mad at you. God is not mad at you because you got a problem. That's the reason why he came. If, I if you can fix yourself, I ain't come, what did I come for? That's why I came. I'm and disgusted. Oh, see, y'all too nice. No, you crazy. I'm crazy too. See, the church got to get real. No, you crazy. Did you hear yourself without praying? Did you hear yourself without meditating on the word? I don't know about you. I'm a wreck. Well, I'm mature now. The knowledge can help you a little bit. But sometimes you think stuff and you got to switch because you're mature. You got the tools now. But I'm a wreck. Say all kinds of stuff. And they got to come back and fix it. I didn't mean that. Yo, you did mean that. So you're lying over your lie. Because you felt bad. That wasn't through the lens of truth. You meant it because you was holding it to give the, the power hit. Because it was the answer that was going to take them out. So you didn't mean it. Because, so, so now we got to understand how to come into divine truth. That's not what I'm talking about today, but we're we about to shift. God wants you to know that he is trying to manifest you. Can you say amen? All right, let's, let's go down the road here. Somebody say power that works in me. Having a form of godliness but denying the power. And from some such, many people turn away. Which means many people turn away because they're tired of religion. And when I say religion, there, the Bible talks about there's a pure religion, but that's, a, that's very hard to do if you don't have the right heart. But, but, but people are tired of talking about it and preaching. And, and the people are ready to see what God said. How many of y'all ready to see what God said? Amen. Yeah, I, I don't, don't, just, don't, just, don't, don't just make me laugh and all that stuff. I, I want to know what God is saying. I want to be where I can mature. Don't just entertain me. 
Don't just what? See, the early church, people would be shocked. If we did church really like the Bible told us to do, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. All right, let's come out of that. Somebody say, get out the form and know your God. 2 Corinthians 12. 2 Corinthians 12. We got a lot to get to. You're going to like this. I, I, I want to reveal some things to you. Because if you're going to understand how to get to the point of what we're talking about and really tap into the power that God is calling you to manifest and stay there. Remember, I'm talking to you out of Egypt and you who has entered some promise. But you need to learn to sustain. Can you say amen? At least I shall be exalted above measure because or by the abundance of the revelation a thorn in the flesh was given to me a messenger of satan to buffet me least i be exalted above learning this i these things pleaded with the lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, watch this, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in, my strength is made perfect in, therefore most gladly I will rather boast, this is Paul, in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure, Jesus, in my infirmities, in reproaches, in need, in persecution, in distress. I know you're going to be quiet right there. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am. So I know, I know, I know that that sounds interesting. At least I should be exalted, exalted above measure, above faith is the substance that has a measure. Follow me. Faith is the what is substance? Is it tangible? Okay, it's, it's life. Faith is tangible life substance of at least I be exalted above my measure capacity. Unless I be exalted above my my substance measure, a thorn was given to me. Did God allow this? I thought the devil was just after me all the time in my life. A thorn was given to me. I should be exalted. One of the things that God has to help you to understand that it's a danger to be exalted above your understanding of spiritual capacity. And one of the things believers keep getting wrong is everybody's not on the same level, which means all grace is not the same. If that's the case, all faith is the same. And he told you I've given you all different portions of faith. So it cannot be that you can just throw grace around loosely, which means some things I might pray for. I check. Do I measure for what that is? Uh, 
exalted above. Be careful not going above your measure. What you'll find above your measure is called pride. See, it's a danger. It's a danger. We started out, he said, listen, learn the love of God. The width, the depth, the height to the fullness of what? God. Now, it's interesting because God, God is trying to say something here. He told us to not love the world, nor the things of it. Yet he died for the world. He's trying to say sometimes when you go beyond your measure, sometimes your love for what you're trying to do for me, bigger than your for me. <laughs> Sometimes your love for what you, you heard me say I have for you can be bigger than your love for me. And when your love for what I have and what I said and what you want to do because of what you see is bigger than for me, you're going to make yourself the mistake to do by yourself without me. That's why it's a danger to try to go just do ministry without maturing in ministry. Because you're going to hurt yourself because the love that you think you're getting is actually a danger to you. Because you think you're loving is actually in your own love capacity. So when they hurt you and they laugh at you and they, don't, they despise you and they take your seed and throw it to the ground, they're going to trample over foot. Why? Because you didn't understand that that took the lens of God to give. Moses struck the rock for my, 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 for my, my student. Moses did what? Did. Because sometimes my love for what you called me to do can override my love for you. When you become a, when you become steward of souls, you're going to run to these scriptures that tell you, Peter, do you love me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of your people. But uh, hey, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. See, take some out of maturity. Oh, yeah, you'll get tired sometimes. But see, when you mature, you don't get away with that. You, you're going to have to find something in God. Hey, do you love me? Oh, all right, God. Now, you do you love me? Then feed my sheep. It wasn't about them. It was about me. And me, you will understand them. But we made it about us. We make it. We make names for ourselves, and we don't understand the witchmen of making something beyond our measure. What are you trying to do beyond your measure? See, what you could be doing is trying to build the measure rather than going beyond the measure. That God is not against you. He's saying, if I put you where you think you want to go, you don't have the measure. You're going to move from that table so quickly because you're going to be mad at them because of what you think you're giving. I don't know love unless you give it. I, I don't know how to even talk to you unless he teaches. How many of you know we're complex? Why are you acting? Tell somebody I'm complex. I, no, you don't just get me, just get me. You just get, no, you don't get me and you don't understand me. See, this is the danger. We think we understand people. We get, no, you don't get none of that until you can understand the roots that's dealing with them 
and the doors that's associated with the demonic in their line, tell them. Around church, we've built cliche lines. Say what you mean, mean what you say. But how can you say what you mean and you don't know yourself in Christ? So now I hold you accountable to what you said. I already disqualified myself from being a discipler. Because when you disciple people, you're going to be lied to it a lot of times. But you're going to lie to you. Do you have room to be lied to? Oh, Jesus. Oh, see, y'all got, you want me to preach it to you? Do you have room? See, do you have room to be lied to? Do you have room to be lied on? Oh, I got so much. I got 15 minutes. Jesus. Do you have room to be cheated? And you know, it's interesting. I told you, if you really understood what the Bible said about the church, he'll say, it's like, why not just be cheated? Yeah, that, that, that we, we can't handle stuff like that. Because we'll tell God, you know how much it was? Oh, oh, you, oh, you, don't, oh you don't understand. You, oh, oh, you don't understand. Some people laughing because they know pastor testimony. I'm not going to people dope. from me do you have grace do you have mercy room how can you disciple if you don't even have mercy room so we're learning how to Trust in God. But some of us who are, have overcome some things. How many of you, God, has been, since you've been here, you've been coming over some really breaking through some stuff. Come on, you, you're feeling more liberated than you ever felt. You used to wake up depressed, now you're waking up. And then you're kind of confused, like, well, you, you try to find some pain somewhere. See, you. you to know how to find freedom and stay and tell somebody stay winning stay winning no don't find don't find slavery again don't get so used to it that you got to find it come on we all get there because that's where you met God based on you but there's another point and maturity that you got to get to where he is. And you will find a burden that propels you into ascension levels that he's called you. Can you say amen? So the Bible is telling us there, there are two types of things that we got to watch out for. Number one, you're either led, dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. You're either led, this is why we got to learn to pray. Somebody say you got to learn to pray. Understand what God's trying to do in you. There is a strength, there is an energy level in God. But we got to be provoked to God. We got to understand our God. There are two things that I want you're either led into temptation, into temptation. 
When I'm coming out of Egypt, I'm learning how to stop falling. When I touch some promise, I'm learning how to stay led. Y'all stand with me? Come on, I'm almost done. When I'm coming out of Egypt, I'm learning how to stop falling. But when I've overcome some stuff, I'm learning how to stay led. Jesus was the scripture, but I'm gonna move on for the sake of time. Jesus was led into the wilderness. What is what? The Holy Ghost. But the Bible says that Jesus got mad at the disciples one day and he was praying in Gethsemane. He said, you can't even pray one hour. Look what the scripture says. Be careful lest you fall into temptation. It's a difference between the leading and the fall. And it's danger when people call a fall a leading. <laughs> Maybe it's too deep. I might need to back up a little bit. It's difficult, see, because if you don't know what the fall is versus the leading, that might be common falling because we don't understand capacity. But leading is different. Falling, falling is something that's permissible because you don't pray. Oh, we got quiet again. Jesus. Oh. Falling comes by default of the lack of capacity building. See, y'all don't like it. See, I, I, I'm so sorry. I just talk straight. I don't go around the mountain. I, I could have spent my whole message, but I, I'd like to give you more. We're just going to hit it straight. Come on. Y'all been to the bars. You just like it straight sometimes. No chaser. Just hit it straight to me. Don't go around. Y'all mature say, just hit it straight to me, Pastor. Don't you know? Don't you ain't gotta manipulate me. Don't you ain't gotta you ain't gotta do all that stuff. Just just hit it straight. Do I got some straight people in here? Can y'all just take it? Take it. What you say? Take it to the head. You can just take it. All right, you'll be all right. I'll give you some water after service. Falling is my default of not praying. Pray least you fall. He said, always. So prayer prevents you from falling. But you got to know even how to pray. And we'll talk about that another time. But, but, but see, prayer, I got to pray. Prayer got to be my lifeline to everything that I do. If you don't understand how to pray to capacity, I promise you, today you're going to fall. When you fall, you can't focus. Oh, Jesus. When you fall, it's proof that you haven't learned the energy levels of God. So falling is common in a believer's life when they don't know, understand how to stay engaged with God. So religious people always fall. That's why we always got to preach to you about falling. 
We can't preach to you about being saved. Oh, you didn't know Paul said you should be teachers by now. For me, it's for the mature. Telling you the levels where your blessing lies and how to navigate through all of that, I got to teach us how to just trust God. To stay out of falling, out of sin. And that's the danger. Because we've been teaching you about, we've been teaching bedtime stories. And God is saying, I need them to grow up and understand who I am. Pray, lease you. He didn't say you might. He said lease you, which means it's predictable. Stop asking God what's going on when you didn't even touch the prayer life that you're called to. Because your falling might not be what the devil is doing. It might be your lack of capacity building. Ah, uh, I didn't... I'm sorry. So, so, God is saying, there's a thorn. At least I go above what? Measure. Which means, if I have the grace measure, I shouldn't fall. So sometimes, when you're asking for deliverance, this is going to help about 10 of y'all out. Some of you asking for deliverance that God is giving you sufficiency of grace, so he's not delivering you. I know, please go back to my church. I'm going to just turn around. That didn't, go well. that didn't go down so well. Yeah, because I got to make you hurt so you can turn around and realize who you are. I got to make you go through because if I don't make you go through, you won't turn. I got to help you to know what you have. But if you don't turn, all right, if you don't go through, you're not Turning. My grace is sufficient. There's times I preach sick because it's graceless. There's time I preach hurt because it's grace. See, you, 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 you keep thinking something different about your God. Oh, I know that wasn't a motivating hit. But I've learned sometimes if I'm not delivered quickly. Could I have the capacity in a turn of a heart? I allowed a thorn to buffet you so you don't go beyond me. So what you might be going through might be to push you to the measure that I'm calling you to. Because if you don't learn to activate your measure, you're going to stay a victim to what you think I'm not meeting, but I've already met it. You're just not out the definitions of how I meet. Because you're believing, you're not running the stack of faith. So in belief, you don't know what I said, even though you heard what I said. You heard about what I said, but you don't. He told Joshua to go how many times around? Okay, if somebody came in grace message and said, just knock him down because God said it. He'll violate the seven. 
to try to use his faith-believing message. Sometimes what we're trying to knock down, we don't have the internal structures, instructions for. And it shows we're trying to believe upon something without believing within it. Because believing within it is personal. Uh, believing within it is what? So going to have a personal thing with you so you can walk out what he called you to be. All right, uh, three minutes. I got to get through this. You are called to be led. Not to. See, I pray every day because I got to be led. Some people pray not to fall. Only. So when you're coming out of Egypt, you're learning how your prayer, just not, just not to curse her out, turns to, God, I need to be led. Because if you're led, you won't fall by default in the first place. Because you're walking, anybody walking by the Spirit, the, spirit, the law of the Spirit of life gives you preeminence over sin. The law of the, law of the Spirit of life Gives you preeminence over sin. So if you're walking by faith in the spirit, by default, sin. So when you're talking faith and sin, I already understand that you don't understand what you're saying. Because you can't be faith and still be depressed. You're believing toward faith. No, I didn't say depression was nothing wrong. Get critical on me. I just said you can't have both at the same time. See, that's deception. That's what we, we teach today. That's the church. That's deception. Why would I serve a God that keep me depressed? And how does that work? It's nothing wrong if I'm depressed, but just know that's not faith. I might be in transit from believing him toward faith. But I'm, I can be doubting, but I'm in toward faith. But don't call it faith. Because see, some of your churches, they tell you they deep and curse you out right as you walk off. And you believe that. <laughs> You believe they were deep? Deep in what? All right, let me leave y'all alone. We, we got two minutes. Faith is the substance. It's what? Substance. Trying to call you to learn by the Spirit. So as you learn by the Spirit, you're learning to operate with the substance of God. It's called the life of God. Somebody say the life of God. Okay, so when we're doing Christianity, you're not doing something as practice as you think you are. Actually learning to do things spiritually. Tell somebody I'm learning to do things spiritually. So if I sat here in God teaching, 
it'll blow your mind. Why? Because we have learned practicing Christianity in obligation or reform of church. If we talk a little bit about the spirit realm, believers are lost because we haven't learned the life of the spirit. So the question becomes, God said, I'm awakening church, those who are after my heart. I need them to teach the realm of the spirit. Because of the age, people are going to fool them with miracles, signs, and wonders. In fact, they're discipling your children with TV now. They're going to be more supernatural than you. So you talk all that stuff, God stuff, daddy, but you ain't got no power. You talk all that stuff, mama, but you ain't got no power. You ain't got, you, you talk all that good Christian stuff. But where is the power? I hear you talking, but what do you have to give? Where's the capacity? I had two pages on this one. I'm going to give it to you now. What helps you to get in the strength level? I want you to understand two things. Let's finish the scripture. We're going to get there right here. This is verse 9. Verse 8, real quick. Concerning these things, I pleaded with the Lord three times that he might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is what? My grace is for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Write this down. God is looking for weakness and the devil is looking for weakness. So there's a battle of the weakness for the What did I just say? There's a battle for the weakness for the will. They're both after the will of man. But who gets the weakness get the will. <laughs> Jesus. Because who gets the weakness show trust in the strength of that thing. Ah, yeah, Taya. So whoever win the weakness test got the ability to use the strength test to the body. So, for my strength is made perfect in what? Weakness. Therefore, mostly gladly, I would rather boast in my what? What is he saying? My infirmities, now that I understand when God said it. Infirmities is an opportunity for God's strength. But I've been emplacing my weakness everywhere else. I was joking with my I don't want you to go down this road in your mind too, too far. Don't wrap your mind around it. I was joking with my wife, I was, you know, that Houston thing with the concert and the, 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 the rapper with all that stuff. I, I thought tickets be like $30, $40. I, I must have been out the world for a while now. I didn't realize they like $250. So don't tell me nobody ain't got no money. You invest where your value is. Don't tell me you don't got it. You invest where your value is. 
when it comes to church. Well, you know, Pat, uh, 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 uh. you invest where your value is. I thought we had no money. 50,000 people can show up for one day. Pay 250 a pop. The ticket, a thousand? Cowboy game. How much is that? It's very interesting how we find money. We find, we find it. We, 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 we activate it for what we desire. It, it comes for what we desire, where, where our values lie. And, 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 and as soon as God say, hey, well, you know, I got my bills. Well, you know. Oh, oh, oh it's just a statement of your value. So when the adversary comes and see where your value lies, <laughs> come off of what? <laughs> and he said to me, my grace is what? For you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, mostly I gladly will rather boast in my, if I, what, what he's saying is, wisdom says, I find, here we go, he's going to close it. If I'm coming out of Egypt, I'm coming from my past, I'm in transit to my promise, I need to give my weaknesses already, I know them already. How many, don't raise your hand, how many know, just, just give me a nod, how many know that what your weaknesses are? How many know what the problems are, people are, all that stuff? Okay, so that's easy. Those actually are the easy problems. Something to give. Oh, glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have something to give. But once you went through those mountains, and you met a certain part about you look back and say, no, nah, I God give you a thorn. I want you to disciple Judas now. Because <laughs> yeah, I got to keep you on your feet while you're going in transit to sustain. All right, see, I'm giving two perspectives. Two, it's uh, two different people, two different places. No, but you know you're going to disciple your Judas. You, I'm giving you a thorn. I'm going to remind you that I'm still your strength. Because, see, knowledge puffs up. See, some of you don't understand knowledge. See, this is why God says, in the last days, many will come in my name saying, Lord, Lord, have you not done this in your name? How in the world can you do that if you don't have knowledge? You can't do that type of stuff without knowledge. You cannot cast out demons in this name. You cannot heal the sick in this name. If you don't know who he is. Yet he say knowledge puffs up. But love edifies. So there's the edification. Process through love. I want you to know. 
You can put something on them there. If you're in transit out of Egypt, out of hardship, out of addiction, out of struggle, God is saying, I just need you to bring it to me. You know what it is. You know what the beginning stages of that is. What have you been trusting with that? What have you been leaning on and giving into that with? Where are you cycling that? What are you coping with in that? See, that's the stage. But he loves us so much. He said, hey, I'm working with you to give me that. We can't touch my, my yoke and my burden yet until we deal with yours. But that's how good God is. He don't want to do his until you deal with your. So he care about you first. God cares about you. See, this is why we got to twist it. We make people do the will of God and we haven't. The will to. What? Care about somebody. You're forcing them to go do ministry. And when I check them, they don't even know God. They're mad. Don't do nothing. But see, identity crisis. I'm so sorry, people made you believe you are what you do. Rather than who you are in Him. Jesus didn't do anything. He came out the window. You are my dearly beloved son, and I am well. That was a statement. You're in transit. God, I have a lot. How many of y'all ever felt like you get just a lot? Yes. It's just a whole lot. I got a lot to deal with. How many of you know your lot is a little to God? <laughs> your, your lot is like, oh, child, please. Yeah, he's looking for you to br bring those cares to him. Let me talk to the other ones. You who've learned to bring those cares. I saw ears jump up now. You who learn to bring those cares, you're going to have to learn how to sustain divine substance levels. Because you can get food easily to substitute what is just plain knowledge outside of intimacy. So the will for what I called you to do will go beyond the intimacy and inspiration of me to do it. Moses, feed them. They don't even like you, God. I'm so tired of them. Why don't you just get rid of them? You telling me to lead these people? Every time you try to meet them, they talking about, no, Moses, you do the work. You do it. it You feed them supernaturally. You would think somebody would believe then. They're fed supernaturally, yet they're still complaining. All Moses do is get mad. God said, why you do that? 
Because you did that in front of them. See, this was about how they saw me too. They rejected me, but what if I was going to save them through you? So because you did that, because of them, none of y'all coming. That's too much. I'm going to back up. We'll, get, we'll do that in a closed door setting. You have to understand that God is trying to help you to understand if you're being led. You're just reaching what I call my burden. So this is the start of the spirit life. So where you used to be comfortable, where you can choose to pray, you know, not everybody, you. You, I'm talking, you don't get an option. Oh, this level, you don't get options. Oh, you don't get religious. Oh, we don't do those things here. Oh, yeah, that stuff don't work. In these seats, that don't work. You get it straight. After this scripture, it's so interesting. If you really read this out, Paul is saying something to the church. And he was telling them, listen. Down the line, he starts to talk about how he crippled a church because of how he, he was sorry of what he allowed himself to undermine to help them out. As I was studying that, I said, God, we do that a lot. Because we make ways for people to understand, but we'll undermine the principles to help them understand. Not knowing it's actually hurting them than helping them. So sometimes, just heart, I can harm you because I tell you something that's a lie, but it's a, okay. <laughs> All right, let, let me be careful here so you understand. I'll say you're strong, yeah, but I'm, I'll say you're strong. Now, if you, that's very unwise. But it helps me out to submit myself. Because I don't glory to my own name. I'm not trying to show you anything. So I'll build you up. But as soon as you get a revelation, you you. I told them this. Ah. A thorn. I might not say who I really am. That's wise of me. But I was testing and to help someone. All right, let me come out of that. See, sometimes you can be helping someone. And in helping someone, because they're still in carnality, they didn't get it. So as soon as they get it, they can steal a lie about themselves of what they really don't have. And they didn't understand capacity. Stay submitted. It's the safe place. Say what? Don't ever think what somebody says, especially if they're God. Don't ever think. 
योग Why am I saying that? I'm trying to show you that people have the answer. God is looking for the church to submit to each other. One to another. We are the body. Let me get you out of that line cuz some of y'all thinking too hard. I'm going to bring you right back on over here. His grace is what? There are things that you are where you are in your life. I want you to ask yourself, did God possibly relieve me? There's is there a faith in me that he to call me to Could it be that he's not allowing me to get as delivered as I think I need to be because he's wanting me to learn the grace level? It's just consideration. That he's not giving me those answers because those answer comes with the prayer quarter that he's calling me to do. But I don't want to do it. So how can I, I don't want to do it but I'm still <laughs> I'll do that later, Pastor. Uh-huh. You can afford that? Oh, you, oh, you, oh girl, you rich. You, you can afford to be like mm. You know it's expensive. You're paying somewhere. Jesus said, whoever you obey, you're a slave to. You're a slave to whoever you what? Why? Because I need you to bring, either bring your weaknesses or learn when I'm crippling you to find your sufficiency. There was a thorn given. There was a Judas given. Stand to your feet if you can. It was given. And what's given has to be stewarded. It has to be what? God is trying to advance you. But he got to make sure that you're not an emotional slave. He got to make sure that you're not a mental slave. Because if you respond wrong, I cannot entrust you in those levels. Because of what you got to deal with in those levels. Those levels are enslavement traps for those who are not mature. Because of the investment. Rather glory in my weakness. They're after your weakness. Can you give God your insufficient? I'm not talking about the giving that you want to give. I'm talking about the giving that he wants. Can you do that on a regular basis until you look like what he told you to look like? How many of you know we're weak? How many of you know we're insufficient? How many of you know we're ill-sufficient? If we're not careful, we start to believe So if I'm not practicing my measure, by default, I'm going beyond my measure. Oh, Jesus. 
if I'm not practicing my, by default, I'm thinking beyond the measure that the mind of Christ. So by default, frustration will take in because God not meeting me, well, I'll just stay what I'm doing. Well, at least the world is, at least my check coming. I know I get paid on Friday. I don't care what y'all say. I don't even really care what God is doing. I get paid on Friday. So until I understand that measure stuff, I'll ride this Friday out. Oh, all right. I wasn't coming to bring no, no bad news. What he's trying to say is, what measure of rule are you judging from? I called you to re represent me in earth. Called you to what? You are a representative of me. It's in me that you live. It's in me that you move. It's in me that you have your being. Your what? You cannot be without me. So the real blessing is me, not what you have. Because you can't have until you know the blessing. I'm after what God promised me. I will ask you to be after the God. And if you're after the God, the promise comes by default. Because if you're after what he promised you, you're not after him. You'll go beyond your measure. Measures protect you. Measures do what? I will never talk to nobody, especially if I know I got to grow in a measure. Measures do what? Protect you. Know your measure. Tell somebody I'm going to learn my measure. This morning is a sober morning. We're going to make a decision. We're going to make a what? A decision. A decision to grow in what God is calling you to grow in. You, listen, you don't have problems like you think you have problems in life. You have problems seeing who your God is in life. God has already overcome the world. So he's trying to make a statement through you that the glory... Your problems should be a statement that God is stronger. I gave you two levels. Because see, if when you're in that second level, you know, not, you know, you cool. But this is now beyond. This is God's burden that you got to deal with. This is beyond you now. Mm -mm. You good, I know. You're actually not as good as you think, but you're good to the point that you think you are. But now I'm teaching my burden. As you go towards that, that's a different process. You got to learn to be flexible. You got to learn to be hated. You got to learn to disciple what don't like you. You got to learn to trust even when you're cheated. You're going to learn to live a different life. But we're not going from pain to pain. You're going from victory to victory, but 
you're learning to yield your weaknesses. Because I learned my weaknesses is my strength. That's why if you curse me good enough, in the interim of it, I'm like, God, that hurts so bad. But I realized something. If you do it real good, you're going to bring another level of God to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's why men of God can't lose. Y'all, yeah, yeah, you missed it. That's why God, you're not supposed to lose. Because everywhere you hurt me, glory just come out. Everywhere you talk about me, glory just come out. Everything that you do to me brings the glory of God. Because if I feel pride, I got something to pray. If I got to stand up against you, and I feel like I got to take care of myself, I got something to pray about. I'm trying to make a name for myself, God. Mm-mm. And you see, see, I'm giving you prayer points. I'm giving you. See, you don't, you don't know what you have to pray for. I'm telling you right now. Oh, you got a lot of praying to do. You didn't even know what to pray. I pray. I don't know what to pray about. And please don't slap me. Because if I get a heart after you, where is your heart? Are you giving your pain to God? Are you giving your weakness to God? If you're not giving it to God, and it's producing, can you say, man, I want to pray for you. While I'm praying, I want you to make a decision in your heart. That I'm going to give God my weakness so he can turn it around to be strength. We're going to pray that I'm going to give God my what? So he can turn it around to be my strength. Close your eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today that you are God. You are strength and our shield. You are our provider. You are help in time of need. We need you, God. Father, where we have hurt, pain, issues, and we've brought those things to everywhere else but you, we ask you to We submit our hearts and our minds. We need to know you more. Lord, take the pride out of my tongue. At least I'll be exalted measure. A mature statement would say, God, don't take me where I'm not ready for. So, God, I ask you to build me so I can be prepared to handle and steward what you have given for generations to come. You have given all things. You've given us all things, God. You haven't forgotten about us. You are worthy to be praised. Help us today. Reveal your heart and mind. Father, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. And I pray that from this day, that they will learn to turn their pain into triumph. 
from this day, they'll learn to turn their weakness into strength. Because they know that they can run to you and hide in you. You are our hiding place. Not hide in drugs and promiscuity. Let us learn to hide in you. Cycles. Let us learn to hide in you. My issue actually wasn't as big as I thought. I just need to learn to hide in you, God. I make devil like me to make it big because he want to see me small. God, teach me to hide in you. You're a big God. You're a big God. So the problem is my submission to you. So today I submit. I give you my heart. I give you my mind. I give you my soul. Father, under the sound of my voice, Lord, I pray those who came in with a need that you meet it, God. As we turn our hearts to you, meet them where they are right now. Answer them, God. Show yourself to them, God. Let them know who they are in you. You were bought with a price. We thank you for your glory. You're bought. And we say yes today. We say yes today, God. Yes to your will, yes to your way. I will not sit back. But we'll go forward. We thank you, Lord God. For all that you are and all that you're doing. Repeat after me, Father God, today, decide that you are my Savior, you're my Redeemer. God, when I'm weak, you are strong. God, when I am weak, you are my strength. Today, I submit every weakness to your power, to your might, to your strength. I surrender all. In Jesus, name. In Jesus' name. Give God a hand. You'll surrender. Amen. How many were blessed today? Amen. Amen. I want you to know, make cognizant decisions for covenant. You may be seated for a second. God wants to align covenant with you. He wants to break covenant with you. But God knows if we really have a yes, are we still playing around the bushes? But he wants to break covenant. But your yes will not be there if you don't learn to desire who he is to you. You understand? It's not by control. Find the vein of love with God. And you'll never be the same again. Can you say amen? Give God one more hand clap. Hallelujah. His name is victory. And victory is mine. You have not been defeated. You are a conqueror. Amen.